I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. This is Live Mike, Mike. Check one, two. with Lee from Utah's Capitol Hill to your schools, taxes, and all the breaking news. Hear it on Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry on KSL News Radio. Welcome back. We're into the final half hour of today's episode of the program. Two thirty six is the time here at KSL News Radio. Uh, you, you and I, we have a special affection for the Olympics. We uh, hosted the Winter Olympic Games here in 2002, uh, made a profit, incredible success, uh, all of it under the uh, leadership of uh, Utah Senator Mitt Romney. Uh, was in charge of the Olympics there, uh, rescued it from what? There was uh, like a scandal of sorts, right? And he came in, uh, saved it. It's a wonderful thing. H- how cool is it, too, when you see someone uh, walking up and down the, the sidewalk and they're wearing either their Roots hat or that big winter coat with the the purple one with the, the Olympic logo on there, Salt Lake City 2002? We have, we have a special affection for the Olympics. And so as the coronavirus has so greatly impacted uh, the Olympic Games, we've been paying extra close attention. And there's been a development. There's been a development in the uh, the, the Tokyo Games uh, that are scheduled to begin July 23rd of this year, the, uh, the day before Pioneer Day. Uh, well, there's been a, a significant development in how those games will uh, be played out, and specifically who will be uh, there to see them. Joining us now to walk through uh, the announcements of organizers and what these Olympic Games will look like, uh, ABC News correspondent Alex Stone joins us. Uh, Alex, welcome to the program. How are you? Hey there, Lee. Doing well. Remember all that root stuff? Man, uh, those right? were hot mm-hmm. for a while. And the pins? I never knew pins were such a thing until the I Olympics know. Oh, came yeah. Around. Once you do a couple of Olympics, uh, the, the pins are quite the thing. Even now, everybody's really into those. What's the update with, uh, with the upcoming Summer Games? Yes, this had been rumored uh, for quite a while, and Japan kept saying, no, 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 that they hadn't decided, but there were reports coming out, unsourced reports and rumors uh, that they were going to do this. But over the weekend, uh, what they're saying is that spectators outside of Japan, anybody uh, who is a foreigner who does not uh, have a residence in Japan, that they're not going to be allowed to attend uh, the Olympics this summer, that these are supposedly going to begin on July 23rd. There have also been rumors that they may not happen at all and they may get called off because of COVID. But Japan says uh, that they are going to go forward. They're just going to be way toned down, that they're going to be very different. And one of those differences will be no foreign fans and nobody from outside of Japan going to be allowed in. This uh, this was the announcement over the weekend. We will make careful preparations against COVID-19, such as response to uh, the variant. So here's the thing, Lee. Japan has logged about 8,800 COVID deaths for a country of 126 million. They've done very well. And their daily case count recently has been pretty low. 
And that's why polling in Japan has shown upwards of 80% of Japanese. Some more recent polls indicate more like 50, but so 50 to 80% of Japanese say that they don't want the Olympics to go forward, these delayed Olympics, that they don't think it's worth the risk. They want them canceled. They want them called off altogether. But Japan says no, that they're going to do it, that they will compromise now by banning foreign fans from entering Japan, and they're not going to be able to go. One more for you here. IOC President Thomas Bach says that they've got to do it. We accept it as a necessary decision in the interest of the safety of all the participants. So the thing being that uh, fans from outside of Japan, they've bought about 600,000 tickets so far. Those are going to be refunded. But if you buy them from outside of the, the country that, that's hosting, if you don't buy them directly from that country, typically you get them from resellers. And those resellers add a lot of money onto them, upwards of 20% onto the price of the ticket. So a lot of these fans who've already bought tickets are saying, wait a second, we're going to lose a lot of money. Is the IOC or the, the Japanese organizing committee, are they going to pay back all those fees? And they're saying no, that they are going to refund the ticket price and that's it, not the additional mm. fees, not airfare, not hotels. So some people who bought early, they may be out of a lot of money, but they're being told you're not allowed to go. How, how does this get enforced? Like, let's say you are one who purchased the one of the 600,000 tickets already sold to folks outside of Japan, uh, and, and you decide, um, well, what if I just show up? What's enforcement like? Are they shutting borders? You know, I don't know necessarily. They have not explained how they're going to do it. Now, if it had been like when we covered the games in Beijing or in South Korea, you had to have a visa, and your mm. Olympic credential was your visa as a member of the media, or... You had a credential to go in to attend the games if you were a visitor. Uh, and so in this case, where you typically don't need a visa to arrive in, in Japan, you do if you're doing certain types of work. We will as media, but but if you're just going over to, to visit, normally you don't. Uh, I don't know how they're going to enforce mm. that or if they're going to check your ticket to an ID of some kind. That's not clear, but they're saying that it's only going to be. And they've sold about 4 million tickets to Japanese, so there will be spectators in the, the stadiums and different arenas and whatnot, but it's not going to be the hundreds of thousands of people who would have come from around the world. How about foreign journalists? Any impact on uh, the ability for foreigners to come in to cover as, as members of the media? You know, at this point, we don't know. There's a lot of we don't know sure. because this is evolving very quickly. They've made it clear that as a part of this, that family members are not going to be able to go, and other coaches. You know, let's say that you train somebody – in Utah or in Colorado Springs, and uh, you, you train them, but you're not going to actually be their coach at the games, but you want to sure. go and watch it, they're not going to be allowed in. And, uh, well, here here's the IOC president saying how much this hurts all of them to say that the families, the moms, the dads, brothers, sisters, girlfriends, boyfriends, they're not going to be able to go. We share the disappointment of uh, the many enthusiastic uh, fans uh, around uh, the world and of uh, the families and friends of uh, Olympic uh, athletes about uh, this uh, decision and uh, we we're feeling with them and i really feel uh, sorry for this uh, situation you know and the other big part of this lee if you remember back to the the salt lake games the sponsorship deals you know how coca-cola and mcdonald's I mean they pretty much own the place when yeah. the olympics are going on that uh they're not going to be able to bring in all of the sponsor crowds where they give them tickets and they bring in all the athletes to, to promote things and whatnot that the Japanese organizing committee is saying, no, that if you are not directly related to the games going on, if you aren't part of those events or potentially broadcasting those events, that then yeah, you're not going to be allowed into the country and they're not going to allow it. This is all about clamping down and not allowing COVID to come in from all over the world.
Alex Stone, thank you so much. Uh, fascinating development, and we'll see what comes next. There, uh, you know, the the surveys that you mentioned between fifty and eighty uh, percent of Japanese wanting the Olympics canceled. Uh, that th- this may be just the first chapter uh, of of a longer story that ultimately ends in. No Olympics this year. You cross your fingers and hope that's not the case, but it may be heading in that way. Uh, ABC News, Alex Stone, thank you so much. You got it. Thanks, Lee. Yep. Uh, All right. How about that? I've got before me the statement from Olympic organizers. I want to share with you just some of the the verbiage which comes directly from uh, Tokyo2020.org, right? That's the the organization hosting uh, these Olympic Games. Just from over the weekend, it reads, Today, the five parties... All right. Now, the five parties are the International Olympic Committee. So these are the individuals and the organizations that have come together to make the decision you just heard described by Alex Stone. The IOC, the International Olympic Committee, the International Paralympic Committee, the Tokyo Metropolitan Government, the Organizing Committee Tokyo 2020, and the Government of Japan. They all came together. During that meeting, it was made clear that... The, that this move, as described by Alex Stone, the, the prohibition of foreign visitors to Japan, Tokyo specifically for these Olympic Games, would be the way they would move forward. And that ultimately refunds would be offered to uh, those, those individuals. Uh, let me just say, I, I know we are here in Utah massive Olympic fans. If anyone listening right now is one of the 600,000 foreigners who purchased uh, tickets to the games. Would you would you mind calling in? Uh, let us know if you've gotten an email or anything like that, uh, or just what your reaction to this uh, might be. Uh, I, you know, I'm not in a position to to get myself tickets or to have gone or anything like that, but I can understand the draw. And if the means were there available to me, you bet yourself I would be uh, there traveling to see these Olympic games. I've gone on and on in the past about how inspired I get by the Olympics. Don't forget that Utah, Salt Lake City in particular, is still uh, seeking an Olympic bid. 2034. Yeah, we'll get into some of the details where things stand right now. But again, if you are one of those who purchased a ticket to uh, events at the 2021 Olympic Games in Tokyo and are now learning that you won't be going, uh, how do you feel? And have you received communication from the organizing committees? A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.